0: Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to The Morning Jam, 6 to 9 a.m. on the Virginia Talk Radio Network.
1: Well, midterms are drawing ever closer, seems to be what everybody's talking about. And depending on who you talk to, they think they're going to have a red wave or uh, maybe not. We're going to be talking with political analyst Leonard Steinhorn right now from CBS. Thanks for joining us this morning. Hey, happy
0: to be here. Thank you.
1: So, a lot of people are talking about the race in Pennsylvania um, and about the performance of Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman and how that debate is going to impact the results of the election. Uh, What are your thoughts on that?
0: Well, again, uh, it could because he was halting. He didn't seem like he had a command of the issues. He's certainly dealing with a disability because of his stroke from, uh, you know, five or so, six months ago. Um, and the question is whether that will that matter in a highly polarized environment uh, in which uh, there are his opponent, Dr. Oz, has his own liabilities that he's seen by many as a carpetbagger. Somebody who just moved to Pennsylvania to become a senator, um, somebody who has some questionable views on things to many sort of mainstream voters, uh, somebody who is supported by Donald Trump, which may be a plus uh, for certain voters and a negative for other voters, Mm -hmm. exactly. So um, look, Fetterman uh, is basically saying, look, I'm recovering, you know, this is what you have to expect. What amazes me is that they even agreed to a debate in which you have maybe 15 seconds or 30 seconds to respond to something when he's dealing with a disability uh, that deals with auditory processing. Um, so the very fact that they agreed to a debate that had time structures that weren't very helpful for anyone with this disability right now is to me a form of political malpractice. Um, uh, so, uh, But they did it. It had, may have an impact. But again, a lot of people's views are already baked in. So you just don't know if this is going to tip it. There's one other factor involved, which is this, that the Republican running for governor, uh, Doug Mastriano, is a hardcore uh, Trump supporter. He's an election denier. He has some really extreme uh, perspectives on things. uh, And he's been sort of leveled with accusations of anti-Semitism. Will people go out to vote against Mastriano and, A, will they split their ticket and vote for Oz, or will they just vote straight Democratic because they're so uh, offended by what Mastriano represents that it might actually help Fetterman So these are all different factors and moving parts that we're not sure how they're going to play out. And, again, um, if anyone were to ask me, hey, who's going to win, my response is, hey, I just don't know. We will find out when the real polls matter uh, uh, after November 8th. Um, There's this old uh, baseball legend, Yogi Berra, who used to say, I never make predictions, especially about the future. And in that (laughs) sense, uh, I think that's where we all should be on this.
1: Especially in Pennsylvania.
0: Oh, yes, in Pennsylvania. But it applies elsewhere. It applies to Arizona, for sure. Nevada, for sure. Um, It could apply to North Carolina, maybe even Ohio, uh, maybe New Hampshire, where the Republican just got a really good poll number. Again, it's a poll. We don't know what that means. They are sort of deciding who their likely voters are. And the pollsters could be way off on who the likely voters are. Uh, We just don't know. It could even be a wild card in Utah in which an independent, not a Democrat, an independent who's supported by the Democrats because the Democrats didn't put anyone up, um, who's pretty conservative on a lot of issues. He's anti-abortion, but he's challenging the Republican, uh, Mike Lee. Uh, and this race is tightened up, and this independent, Evan Mcmohan basically said he's not going to caucus with either party. So what could that mean in terms of who gets the majority in the Senate? So there are a lot of wild cards going on uh, in this election, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of headwinds against the administration because that's typically typically the case in midterms. But. Then again, there's a Supreme Court decision last summer, which motivated so many people. And when you look at the Kansas election on the abortion referendum, where everyone thought it would be tight, it was a resounding victory for the pro-choice side. So could that be a sign of what might happen, let's say a pink wave, or... Is that something that happened over the summer and people have forgotten about it by now and it's not a salient an issue? So, again, we don't know. And if we over rely on pollsters who are making their own value judgments about who they think is going to vote and that determines what their polls are going to be, you know, we may be making a mistake. As we've, as we've seen in the past, pollsters have been wrong.
1: Well, uh, they, they have been wrong and, and sometimes they're right. One of the things that we're seeing, uh, especially locally or in, in hearing from, which has surprised me somewhat, is that the abortion issue is not nearly as high up uh, on, on as far as what is motivating people to vote as, as people thought it would be.
0: It may not be. Again, it seems to have declined in importance. But again, think about human nature. When you what you're seeing in the news is a media narrative about um, inflation and economic pessimism, and so
1: well, and amazed- I and I'm gonna I, I'm, I'm gonna ask you though about this because you you say it's a media narrative that's being pushed, but it's it's not just a media narrative. People are not able to. To buy groceries. I mean, the inflation, if you just go into the store, is unbelievable right now. Uh, And it's affecting their bottom line.
0: Nobody's denying that. But let me ask you this question then. Um, Let's say inflation were 1.5% and unemployment were 9.5%. We'd be talking about that people didn't have jobs and couldn't buy things. But right now, unemployment is sort of at record lows. And more people are working, and in fact, employers can't find people to have jobs. Yeah, but more
1: people are working more than one job as well.
0: Well, they may well be, but they've always been working a lot of jobs, people especially on the lower end of the income scale. But my point is this. The economy is very complex, okay? Mm -hmm. We are dealing, you know, and it's not just one number that is sort of affecting everybody's lives, So what the media do is they sort of focus on the bad news. There's a bad news bias in the media um, that always says that things are really bad when they highlight all of those things. My guess is if you looked at, let's say, the evening news shows and counted the stories on inflation versus the stories of the number of people working and employers having a hard time finding people actually to work because so many people are working – you'd see a very disproportionate uh, number of stories on inflation and very few on the fact that a lot of people are working. Um, So my point is that these are complex issues. I'm not denying what you're saying. We all notice it at the gas pump, how it spiked, went down, spiked a little more, and is sort of settled right now. We all notice it at the grocery store. People notice that all the time. Um, But uh, these things tend to get reinforced and simplified by a media narrative that gets – have piped into our homes on a on a daily basis i'm not saying that those things are wrong i'm just saying that those things are more complex then add to it this um why do we have inflation okay it's very easy to be able to point the finger at the party in power and we do that all the time but we just got through a pandemic in which producers and energy suppliers basically stopped producing a lot because they didn't think that there would be demand And then when the pandemic started to die down and they started to produce more or wanted to produce more, what did they get hit with? Supply chain problems that were worldwide and beyond the ability of either a Trump or a Biden administration to deal with something like this. So therefore, you have fewer goods out there and more demand for those goods. That's what equals inflation. And on top of that, you have a war uh, instigated by Russia that's having an impact on energy
1: and we're not producing our own energy and we're running out of diesel fuel and yeah there's a lot of things uh factored in as well we
0: actually are doing well as a country uh producing energy um you saw that in the obama administration the trump administration the biden administration but um uh oil and energy prices are not determined just within our borders they're determined in an international market indeed and so so again this, you could say hey joe biden you know you didn't do your job when you went to saudi arabia that you promised you would because the saudis want to raise prices um but these things are very complicated but they often get simplified um but again this is human nature this is how we do politics and the bottom line is that the party in power is going to suffer because of that but let me go back to your original question on abortion yeah 20 that's seconds an one. okay um it gets we don't know if people are saying, "Yeah, I'm pissed off because of these high prices. I don't like this. I'm, you know, i'm this this is motivating me to go out there. This is what's concerning me. Mm-hmm. But it still may be that they're concerned about abortion. It's just not as salient as this issue as it was a few months ago.
1: Thank you so much for joining us this morning. We appreciate your uh, your comments. Hope okay, to have my you pleasure. again. thank mm-hmm.
0: you.